What's up, folks? What's happening? Welcome back. Week number two, episode number two. Hit the Lotto podcast. I am your host, Romo. It's going to be an interesting night. I think uh, we got uh, a few people already in the studio, a few people from from days past, from days past it's close new not not old past but new past new past yeah yeah new past and uh and hopefully we have uh get a few more guys uh chiming in through the night as you guys know from if you were listening on episode number one number two is uh that's right you are responsible for all this episode this is the hit the lotto podcast my name is my name is romo and i am your host I do a sister cousin weird uh, other podcast uh, that's a lot of fun with uh, with one of the, one of my mates Jico and we do it. it's called wheel to wheel racing and we talk about uh, uh, we talk about virtual racing and virtual racing leagues and we have some fun but this is just a little bit different this is just me bringing some bringing some pals on every week talking shit maybe arguing maybe having fun hopefully everybody else is out there and has some fun and. Uh, we get going. I wanted to start off before I, I, I bring in uh, this week's guest. <clears throat> last week I kind of started off on on a little bit, of, you know, whatever I hit last week, politics or whatever the fuck it was. But this week, this week is Brexit, and I know that I, I, I'm gonna. Uh, we have a, a little segment with, uh, with with our guest when he comes on about about things that we're not particularly fond of. But uh, this week I have to talk about Brexit because my job is. Um, has a lot to do. I sell goods, uh, and I was lucky enough to uh, to pick up a uh, a job here when I moved to Ireland in, in e-commerce, which is fantastic, I, I, especially for pandemics. We're selling through the roof, but Brexit, man, like, if you know, if you don't know, if you understand, I know my Irish folks don't understand maybe the americans don't understand quite as much but essentially you're uk pulled out of the eu eu big body for whatever you think the reason is there uh, it's it, it was there uk now gets their sovereignty back and that's good for them and they chose it whether you agree with it or not i personally didn't agree with it but it doesn't matter it wasn't my decision to make but but what happened after that was was these these leaders of, of free world people, huge monetary economic groups. They got together and they said, uh, they said, yeah, Johnny, go ahead. Call, call in there, dude. I'll, I'll bring you in and then we can, we can have a chat for sure. Uh, you know, they, they got together on this high level and they said, Brexit, what are we going to do? And they fought about the fucking fishing rights and, and what they're going to do for fishermen. But nobody ever even considered thinking about what work the boots on the ground are going to have to get accomplished administratively and economically and what kind of a shit show is going to be. Everybody predicted, ah, a few months, shit show. But it is a fucking shit show right now. And it's insane that the the jump in prices that the that right now for the short term and medium term, in my opinion, that, that the UK is going to see on goods coming into the UK is insane, and I'm paying the price right now. But uh, I, I just had to moan a little bit about about what was Brexit and what was going on at Brexit. And then the flip side of that, I wanted to talk about quick was Ireland's role in Brexit because Ireland, man, you know things things that you think about. So we go on Amazon, right, and and 
few Yanks have Amazon.com, and we, Ireland doesn't have an Amazon. So Ireland was, was went on. You went on co.uk, and it was great because you bought stuff from the UK. It got delivered to your house within two or three days maximum. Everything was great, but then Brexit hit, right? So now Brexit hit, and now you have to you're you're paying eight nine percent more possibly on goods you have to wait till the guy comes to the feckin door and he says i'm not going to give you the package until you give me 10 quid you know it's fucking it's like it's insanity how how it works for the irish so the irish need and, and amazon has no plans they're not going to come to ireland or whatever so so you think about it this way like it will it help shop local now you can't shop local right because everybody's everybody's closed in ireland and and as you guys the irish know that their websites for uh for for Irish uh, uh, stores in in this country are even though some of the smartest tech people I've ever met in my life are Irish and live in this country, the the you know the small and medium retail especially had zero ecom presence, zero presence as far as what was uh, uh, what they could do online, and now they're screwed. They're screwed because of it. But even simple things like uh, like kettles and toasters like the uk and ireland are the only two countries in the whole world that have the same plug so if you want to buy a toaster or a television we always just bought it from from the uk stock because that's where it was for europe it was in the uk stock and now you can't do that so now small medium markets who would order say 50 toasters for their shops or 100 toasters for their shops now they have to order a 20-foot container of toasters for their shops so they're going to have to put out a ton more money in order to do that so it's just going to be a huge transition for the next man six eight months and Thank God there's nobody actually out there like in, in, we're all locked down because if people weren't locked down, it would be it would be even worse. If you actually could go to a shop, there would be nothing on the, sh the, the shelves for you to buy because nobody was nobody did anything, knew anything about this and what the rules are going to be, what the laws are going to be until three weeks ago. And there was nothing that warned you up until that time other than something's going to happen. And it's just been a fucking shit show. So that's my rant over. That's that's uh. Well, the, the the first rant of the evening that's the solo rant but uh we got two guests in the studio right now which is awesome which is fantastic yeah. uh, <laughs> hey, can you guys hear me we can, can you guys hear me i can hear you. that beautiful silky voice <laughs> <laughs> i am gonna i'm I sorry gonna wait a second wait wait, wait 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 i'm sorry is this a fucking serious show because i didn't know anything about the great irish toaster shortage yeah, okay. exactly. Here we go, baby. All right. Is it like Here the potato go. famine? Okay. This I, is, gonna, I think it I, might be. It sounds like it's worse. I am going to uh, lose control of this podcast a few times this evening, I think, which is a great <laughs> Maybe. thing. Maybe. Uh, and it's oh, fantastic. But let me just hey, get, let me get to these two guys first before because so, i think there's some people in the studio and we got some folks in there but let me just get to you for people who don't know who you are and and they probably after this won't give a fuck like they don't give a fuck about me but anyway let's make this professional and uh you know uh two of my best friends in the entire world that i haven't seen but a couple times one of them only once since i moved to to ireland and went through crazy stuff the craziest time when you think about those the the crazy time of your life you know uh you know for me anyway it was you know this <laughs> this time period when we all became friends and the crazy things that happened and the stories that we won't won't tell Dude, here crazy is such everybody. an understatement it's not even <laughs> funny story, stories that we will tell 
<laughs> we will tell on this podcast, but uh, uh, I, I was going to give him, I was going to give uh, our, my, the scheduled guest a, a glowing, a glowing introduction. But anyway, he is uh, when the. the oh, I'll take it. I'm ready. I've been waiting all week. For this, so bring it on. <laughs> he is. You know, one of, to me, the, the most loyal and trusted friends that I've ever known personally. But professionally, the guy has done, you know, pretty much what you can say you can do. And he's done it all with a completely cynical attitude and amazing and an amazing view on 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 what it is he's doing when he's doing it. And uh, he's cooked, chef all over spots. He's uh, He's been personal chefs to, to the stars and he's been uh, catering chef to the stars and he's been uh, doing an amazing job at, at, at more than one restaurant and, uh, and he's like also, like I said, he's the most cynical fucker that you'll ever meet, and you guys are gonna hear that, hear that tonight, I'm sure. But uh, is that, is that to your bingo? Do you bingo? Yes, you, gotta step, you, you gotta step away from the mic, you fucking mouth breather. That's all I hear is your it's... fucking. Eh, 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 eh. Is that better? <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Anyways, John, go on with go on with the glowing introduction. I'm loving this. This is anyway. wonderful. Anyway, uh, James Beard cooked there twice. If you don't know it, look it up and uh, uh, check it out because it's just uh, some amazing accolades, uh, cookbooks, the whole nine. He can, he can plug anything he wants or plug whatever he doesn't want. I don't care. But uh, uh, the, uh, my first guest is Chef Raz. Mike, welcome, man. John, thanks for having me on. I really, you know, I look at the title of your podcast called Hit the Lotto, and I just say to myself, boy, you really hit the fucking lotto with me tonight, baby. So here I am, <laughs> ready to rock. <laughs> awesome. Appreciate you having me on. Excellent. Excellent. And, uh, you know, amongst, amongst most of the things during that time space that uh, that I did with you, we also did many of those with my second guest who I met in uh, uh, even before you, even before Roz, when I when I was working in in uh, uh, bouncing at a club in, in uh, Maryland and I met these these two Long Island Italian knucklehead brothers, right? <laughs> but a Fuco brothers. Yeah. Yeah. That, he, they were, he, said, they were he says cold. that with pride. He says that with pride, you know. No, not they really. But it just goes to show you the intelligence of the people that lived in Ocean but, uh, City, Maryland. They were called the Butterfuka Brothers. Oh, my God. Oh, my. oh, really? This was really a nickname. Okay, never mind. Oh, no, yeah. No shit. Okay, yeah. Oh, they oh. all assumed we knew Joey Butterfuka. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Okay, no, I get I'm, I'm in the loop on that. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and these guys used to him, – him and his brother used to uh, leave right before the busy time. Of the season when all the tourists came, except my last and, summer, yeah, yeah, but that was like, what, what the fuck are you leaving for? They said, oh, we go to the Hamptons. That's made more from, money man. up home. <laughs> you should come to the Hamptons. I said, yeah. all right, fuck it, I'll come to the Hamptons, <laughs> and then I didn't leave. I Boom, didn't leave life change. A long, a long time. Met the long friends, time. met the eventual wife, the whole thing. But uh, Johnny Giovingo, welcome to the show, man. He, he uh, for you. any of you listening, I don't know if it, if it's still going on, but he has a very popular uh, video cast that he does on YouTube and Facebook with uh, with a couple of his friends. And uh, I, if you want to plug that now or wait till the end, Johnny, go for it, man. It, it's pretty cool. We do it. I, I haven't had a chance to do it much lately because I band practice now on Monday nights, but we do a, uh, a live Facebook show on Monday nights and it's called Apple Teens with Ken. We talk shit and get drunk and it's fun. 
Awesome. We have famous people. We have music sometimes. It's fun. Awesome, man. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. And I've definitely checked in for a couple of shows. So, uh, yeah, everybody, anybody who's listening out there who downloads yep. it, check out Apple Teens with Ken. It's a great time. And the guys have a, a lot of fun while they're doing it. Band practice, man. What's the story? You got a new band or what? I started a new band. Uh, well, so obviously nobody knew this whole pandemic was coming. Um, the last band I was in, I left because there were a bunch the of Chinese did. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Um, <laughs> but uh, I left my last band because they were a bunch of hacks and I couldn't handle sucking all the time. So. I left them and you better tell mom to hang up if mom's listening, Betty Boop. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, that's that's so, uh, my mom. No, no. That's by the way, that's that's oh, my that's mom. Awesome. Oh, it is. Hey, nice to meet Hello you, Mr. Rowe. Nice yeah. to meet you. She's, well, well, well. I won't curse ever again. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I better cross about half the shit I have written down here. <laughs> yeah. My story's out all oh, right off of this list, so my time has been gone now. Listen, listen, tell Tell them all, man. Tell them all. Like, might as well. What, what I am, I am. And that's why I'm doing this. So, so tell them all, except the ones that could get me arrested. Please, just let's, unless they're the, uh, uh, what's that uh, time frame before you can't get arrested anymore? Unless that's, that's, that's run its course. But otherwise, tell them all, the man. Statute them all. of limitations, yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. There you go. Johnny, what's the name of your band, man? The, the name of my new band is called Cross the Key. Um, we came up with that because we all have to cross the key bridge to get to band practice. So simple has a little bit of meaning. Um, and I think it sucks. Yeah. So, so yeah. So do you. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. but it's pretty cool. It's it's a lot good of fun. Story. I love making That's a good music one. for people. So you've been in how many how many bands you've been in, Johnny? Uh, this is my in the over the past fifteen years. This is my fourth band. What so? And what were the names of the bands? Let's let's judge them all. We're judging my first band. My first band I was in. It was already named. I just joined them. It was called Bottled in America. Um, you know, classic rock, top forty type of shit. They had a really large following though, which was really cool. Um, band did you play any? Was, did you play any like Brit rock or anything? Any UK like the Who or did you play any? Yeah, we did. Uh, any I mean, any we foreigners? Did, uh, Judas Priest and um, so false advertising. Uh, our band we were bottled in america ah uh, <laughs> yeah. you're good no, you're right you're right you're right yeah so uh the, the band after that that i put together because uh there was health issues with one of the members in the other band oh jesus out with it what's the name it was called radio monkey phenomenal name by the way i came up with that um if you say so if you say yeah so, um radio monkey. no i can't sing for you whoever asked that um <laughs> And the, the <laughs> band after that was called Seven Souls, kind of a gay name. I didn't like, really like hey, it. Hey, I hey. a name. This is a family show. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Duet with the Host. John, we've sung together, haven't we? We have. We did some jamming. We've done some jamming. Yeah, with, Tony, never, never, with Tony and uh, we, Darian. Yeah. Remember that show? Yeah, yeah. We've done... Uh, uh, we we done we did our share, you know what I mean? With Brum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would do it with Brum and then... And with Matt, and then, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'd have to get him. To, we got to get him on the in this podcast yeah. too. That would be great because, yeah. uh, you know, then I sort of took it up with him after. You know, when you moved right. out, him and right. I kind of took it on. But yeah, we jammed for for quite yeah, a while. Yeah. We would set up the while, PA yeah. system, and yeah, I I didn't know how to play the guitar at all at that stage, and you were just playing yeah. bass at that stage. So yeah. we sucked. I mean, we sounded yeah, good. Yeah, we, we did. 
Yeah, <laughs> it was fun. You, know, you guys, you do matters. what you love. Yeah, you do what yeah, you love. That's all that matters. We had a lot of fun. That's very true. Good yeah. You guys. Ah, Jesus, man. I, I, I tell, I tell the, the folks here about the, you know, when I was, when I was singing on the main street with with Brummagem for the three years that I did that. And then we did, we used yeah. to do John Scott's. We used to do the 10 cent chicken wing night at John Scott's. Nice. But when I was, when I was on the street with, with Brum, we, we did really, really well. Like we paid some bills. We paid That's some cool. bills, just the two of us just sit, hanging out on the, on the street. Like we were, we definitely were playing scratch offs and playing the lotto for before and during and after every one of those shows. But, uh, it was, it was, we had some fun, man. We had some fun. So you're right. You're doing something you love, don't you? Yeah, man. It's a, it's well, a welcome. good escape from reality. Yeah, isn't it? It's a good escape from yeah. reality. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you. Well, welcome, fellas, to the podcast. Welcome, you guys Thanks out there. Me. And Thank uh, you. you know, let's let's uh, just keep things rolling around. I know that that uh, Roz, you and I have been kind of going a little bit back and forth, and I'm sure that uh, uh, Giovingo can can think of some stuff too but uh you know one of the things that um you wanted to talk about uh well you know, let me get in i've got some questions for you actually first to be honest with you shoot i'm all so, ears. that would be great yeah. tee it up baby i got some questions for you so like i guess it's more and I, and I know you and i know each other that well i i know the stories i know the 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 you know the kind of the ins and outs as much as anybody who's not been working in a kitchen for that long on uh, with that many jobs could know just being your friend. But like how many years you've been doing this now? Uh, this will be my 33rd year working in the commercial restaurant business. Damn. 33 yeah. years. That's amazing, man. That is, that's, yeah. that's so admirable, dude. How you, you have to like, I mean, to, to be able to do that, and, and well, obviously, the, it's a testament to you, obviously, that, that you're excelling in this one field, and you've done it for 33 years, and, you know, you're happy out do, doing it, you know what I mean? But have you had to change, like, how has your attitude or your character, if you will, changed, like, from the beginning when you're washing dishes, whatever, to where you're at now? Like, how is, has there been a huge <laughs> attitude adjustment from you? Or has it been like just, you know, the cynicism, the older you get, the wiser you get, the cynicism comes out and you learn to lead with that cynicism. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I totally understand where you're coming from. Well, you know, it's a very interesting trade. Um, it takes a certain type. Uh, you know, a lot of people come in and out of the trade. They're just sort of in a transient mode between other maybe professions or trying to make an extra buck at night from their real job or putting themselves through college. And then, then you get the, you know, you get the, 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 the lifers, the people that are in it for, you know, the long haul who um, are really uh, driven and focused uh, to be, you know, to be something in the business. And I think anybody who has a profession, um, you know, is in it because they love it and they want to be as good as they can at it. And for me, um, you know, I was an only child. I grew up in a small town, and I found camaraderie in the business. I found um, this sort of pirate ship mentality. I grew up very clean cut, and you know, you know, very good upbringing. I'm very grateful for that. But I always liked that sort of, um, you know, that camaraderie that the restaurant business brought. I was welcomed with open arms, and people from all walks of life, and um, beliefs, and sizes, and shapes, and and you know, a lot of imperfect people in the business. So I think maybe I fit in really well there. Um, that being said, when I told my mother what I wanted to be, she cried. 
Um, but uh, <laughs> Shaina, I, th I think I've made her relatively proud of me, at least in that regard. Um, started cooking, you know, started cooking, working in restaurants for extra money and four dollars and 15 cents an hour and washing dishes and scrubbing pots and really enjoying that. And, um, you know, just decided it was something I was good at. I always said and it's not talk about cynical. Um, you know, I don't really find that I'm very good at a lot of things, but the things that I'm good at, I'm great at. And cooking was something that I always believed that I was really good in. And from a creative standpoint, from a fiscal standpoint, um, from, from, from every angle, I thought that it was something I could excel in. Um, so besides my good looks, I would say that, you know, cooking would be my <laughs> second strongest attribute. Um, so, yeah, you know, from there we go to culinary school. You think you're a chef, you're hot shit. You come out of culinary school, you got a shiny uniform on and a fucking thermometer in your pocket, and you're walking in there, your neckerchief on, and a French chef looks at you and goes, hey, man, you're not shit. You ain't a chef. Get in the fucking dish station. So you get an education real quick if you go to work for the right people and you really want to climb the ladder, and you start at the bottom. And uh, unlike a lot of professions that you see today, and in the past for that matter, it's a meritocracy. Uh, you get out of it what you put into it, and there is a ladder to climb, and you have to prove yourself. And... Um, I've made sort of analogies and metaphors for it so long. The pirate ship is one, you know, another is Lord of the Flies. It's, you know, the strong survive and um, that gang mentality. And there's a lot of that. You have to find a way to fit in. You have to prove yourself. Um, and the bottom line is, you know, I'm not, I don't want to, I'm not, you know me, I have a very small ego. I'm not a, you know, I'm a hugely modest person. So I oh, yeah. won't, uh, I won't, <laughs> I won't, uh, <laughs> I won't, I won't toot my horn too much, but you know, you have to outwork the other people and, Food drove me and wine drove me. So I was eating and drinking and cooking and testing and trying and failing and, and working really hard. And I do a lot of, you know, did a lot of things for free along the way. And I volunteered for stuff. And, you know, it's kind of a last man standing mentality. You know, I was in the right place at the right time. You don't, you know, some guys get these big breaks. There's, you know, I'll work up to the my shtick in a minute. But, you know, my first big shot um, was working for, a great man who was, you know, a mogul and an icon in another industry. And uh, his chef left and he said, uh, you know, I need to know by four o'clock this afternoon, you want the job. And I was like, oh, fuck, you know, here we go. So I called uh, my then girlfriend and we talked. I said, yeah, I want this job. I'm going to take it. I was 30 years old and uh, I got a job running one of the busiest and biggest restaurants in the Hamptons. which had an enormous reputation uh, that was developed and given and, and created by other chefs. And I stepped into their shadow and in and out of their shadow and in a way and uh, I cut my teeth in the business as an executive chef there and spent 15 years in the business. Um, and after doing multiple different things to just work on my own reputation and most of all, um, being that the business has so many people in and out of it and so many people are not dependable, I think one of my strongest attributes would be that I'm very loyal and I show up every day pretty sober, relatively sober. Way more sober now than I used to. Um, so, you know, that was the thing. And now it's now it's nice because, you know, I'm not uh, definitely not making millions, but um, I get the phone calls now. I don't have to. You know, it's nice to say that. Uh, and I hope I don't jinx myself. I really find myself filling out and sending out too many resumes. I'm getting the phone calls into me. So, um, you know, that's the business in a nutshell. That's my progression through the business. Um, as far as, you know, how I've seen things, I think I was pretty bright eyed and bushy tailed and got a pretty rude uh, awakening very early. Uh, then I kind of really learned that it's a grinder business and you have to outwork other people. And then at this point in my life, I think I realized that, um, you know, it's uh, the world has taken a turn in the same way. And this is about my most cynical remark regarding the restaurant business. Before you could be very good at what you did and not be nice, 
and it didn't matter because you were good. And today it's much more important for you to be nice than it is for you to be good. And I think it's a healthier environment for the people that require that that sort of thing. Um, and I understand why, and I respect that, but, um, not that I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, saying that I'm, I'm for, on, uh, you know, an, unhealth, an, an unhealthy environment is a more of a better way to go, but it was a tough business. There was profanity and a lot of things that were really wrong with it. And a lot of that stuff is cleaned up. So, um, that's obvious for the, for this better side of for better, or for worse. Um, you know, we work in a really good environment now. It's all about food and wine and, uh, it's in the important things. And I think a lot more people's lives have, uh, been preserved as a result of it. You know, I saw a lot of drugs and alcohol in the business coming up, and uh, the the business has sort of been cleansed of that, at least at the level and you know, the environment that I'm working in today. So, I think that would be it's, my answer. It's it's crazy that uh, that it did because uh, you know, again, when we were when we were all hanging out, that was that was at that kind of that height of the craziness was was going on, and I know that the craziness had been going on well before that, but for you. Anyway, and your situations yeah, at your various restaurants, that, that was kind of the height of the crazy crazy shit that was going on, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, it created, a, it created a scene and it created a draw. I mean, again, for better or for worse, and I'm not condoning it, but that sort of party environment, it really attracted a lot of talent. And you got a lot of people who thought it was cool to be in that environment, and it brought a, little, a lot of talent into the ring. And um, it was a fun time, and it wasn't always the most sane environment, but – um, hey, you know, you're around food and wine and, you know, that's why kind of chefs are usually fat alcoholics. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> it just makes so, sense. You are, you are what you eat, you know? <laughs> so how about like with, you know, COVID pandemics, I, again, things, things here just for you guys, like things here in Ireland, and I know we talk about it often, but like the restaurants are closed, only takeaway, pubs are closed. Uh, you know, it's, it's like there's nothing there there is nothing open so you know dublin uh, and i know uh roz you you've been here and even since you've been here i think uh has really become a very kind of you, you have to weed out the bad but it's really become a pretty good cosmopolitan european you know food oh i agree uh, i could have seen you know city. listen i could have seen it I, I i saw that years ago i'd been to, been lucky enough to been to ireland twice and um you know, usually golf had brought me there and, and other, you know, other other reasons you're getting married and stuff. But, um, you know, what a great adventure. And uh, even then I saw, you know, it was sort of right after a Celtic Tiger, I think that you guys refer to that as that big boom. Uh, you had a lot of Irish chefs who would really have never worked in country. They were going out of country, United States, France, Singapore, around the world to cook and, and uh, apply their trades and their practices and their crafts. And uh, with Celtic Tiger and or with whatever that was, if I'm referring to that correctly, it drew a lot of people home and people were opening restaurants. and There was money in country to be spent on those things like food and wine and all those extras that may not have been a maybe maybe not in the past. You know, I'm not a, an Irish historian, especially on 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 the subject of finance, but people were dining out. And I just see we saw it then. We had a couple of really great meals and, and you know, we were drinking, you know, some really cool wines and there was knowledge and there was uh experience and talent and, and there's been there's a, a treasure trove of irish staples that are just you know an amazing you know you know i'm, a, I'm an ingredients guy so i mean you, you know just a, what a great country for ingredients between things that you really are underutilized and things that you that you utilize in everyday life so um i couldn't agree more and i mean as far as the covid situation is concerned it depends on where you are you know we're out here on the eastern end of long island and we've remained extremely busy 
And we've definitely had to create and become something that we weren't before and takeaway business and outdoor dining. And I'm doing this meal kit thing now where, you know, we're doing these prepared meals for people to cook at home around the holidays. And it's turned out to be really kind of a, a fruitful endeavor for the restaurant industry. So I see a lot of people, re, you know, recreating it, um, what they do and, and, and just being what they have to be to survive. But most of all, from a health perspective, I would really say, you know, listen, you guys, if you're closed and you're just doing takeaway, you're in a really good spot because it's uh, very, it's very tough to uh, go every day and mask up and be around people in close quarters and come in contact with that many people. So, I mean, it's a frustrating and stressful part of what we do. Uh, but listen, man, you know, at this stage in my life, I'm putting food on the table and, um, you know, to just try to do what's right. And you got to keep on plugging away and be as safe as you can. So, I mean, that's really it. I mean, I got, you know, that that's about what I have to say about COVID and the restaurant business. It's, it's, it's sad for some people and shockingly um, successful time for others. It's kind of black and black and white or yeah. day and night, you know? Yeah. Well, how about you, Johnny, in, in Maryland? What's the story there? So it was at uh, all restaurants and bars were held to 25% capacity for a long, long time. Which is about of, two, two Giovingos or three Giovingos. Exactly. <laughs> three Bonafucos. Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and as of today, our governor opened up just the county I live in up to 50%. So things are getting better. I don't know if it has anything to do with the election or what, but things are definitely going in the right direction as far as keeping businesses open. And, you know, a lot of, lot of, lot of restaurants and bars closed, like permanently. But there are a few that are still hanging around, and, and it's looking good for them. So. Yeah, you know what I find, too, and i got to agree with that. It's a very interesting thing because – um, it's not a broad stroke of, of um, maybe maybe my hypothesis on this, but you know what I really see is um, the big, big, big guys. You know, the guys who got like these investors and they're, it's a profit-driven business. You know, like, okay, I have nothing to do. I know nothing about the restaurant business, but I'm invested in a restaurant. I'm in it for the money. You know, right. when, COVID, when, when COVID hit, these guys said, hey, shit, man, I, okay, like I look at my next quarter, couple quarters forecast, I'm going to get banged here. I'm not going to make any money. I'm out. So I was shocked to see the big guys, the multiple unit restaurants, the big investor restaurants, they don't see a future. They don't see a profit. They bail. But you know who has to hang around? The mom and pops, the people that have one restaurant and mom works in the front and dad works in the back or vice versa. Right. And they're saying, this is the only, this is my revenue stream. This is the only source of yeah. income I have. I'm not, an, have. I, I'm not an investor. I have to be open. I have to take a loss. I have to do the, the business that I have to do right now because there is no other alternative. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's not, yep. it's not all, oh, this is a bad investment at this point. I'm out. I'll go do something else in one of my other, you know, business ventures. That's not the way that it is. So you see right. the small, you see the small guys hanging around and the big guys getting out. Where you think, oh, the little guys are going to die. The little guys have to. The little guys have to have to do it to stay alive as long as they can. So yep. it's a very, it's really kind of an interesting thing that's going on. It is. Well, yeah, these, like you said, the the big kind of corporate, uh, uh, the corporate corporate. Uh, everything <laughs> doesn't matter what the bigger it is, the more it's about the process and not about the actual subject, you know, yep. when, you, when you think about, and that's what those, those big guys went through my, our, our processes and our analytics and our data, because we just read spreadsheets says, this is bad. We're going to pull ourselves out with well, the mom and pops. This is all they have. And this is what they need to do. And yeah, what other alternative do you have? Yeah. And they're much more fluid to say, look, 
let's go with this flow and let's make this work. And they're much better, smarter. And because there's no process, there's no higher ups, they make decisions quicker, things get done quicker and win, lose or draw at a minimum, you're going to be ahead of those, those corporate guys because they, they can't, they're not going to, they're, they're going to fall apart because the process is just broken. Like you said, what are they going to, what are they, what are they going to do? You know, what are they going to do? Yeah. It's a pretty exactly. crazy, you're right. That's it. It actually, it, you're, you're right. Except here, uh, it's the takeaways, you know, because you can't go to a restaurant anymore. So I haven't had a good meal. I haven't had a good meal since New York last year. You know, even even down in Myrtle Beach, probably there was meals better than you know what I've had the last year that I haven't cooked. You know, it's very you get you get takeaways, you get that kind of stuff, but there's no the rest of the restaurants here because they're just closed. So some of them do a takeaway. Some of them are doing like you were saying there, Roz, the the kind of meal in a box thing where they prepare everything but they don't cook it. Is that what you do? Yeah, we do. You know, we do. I do that around the holidays. The meal kit. The meal yeah. kit thing works really good. You know, like you do on Thanksgiving, and now you guys don't have Thanksgiving over there, but you do Thanksgiving, you go, I, I do the butcher butcher experience, you know, with, with trussing and tying the bird, and I'm cutting roasts and tr- cutting and trimming roasts, and, you know, the delivery's nice. It's kind of like that gift basket. I'm going around the local farms and stuff and, and sourcing stuff, so, like, I got, a, I got a so-and-so cheese, you know, from a local farm cheese board in there, and I got one of my buddies is a caviar guy. I got his caviar in there. I got a couple nice roasts from my great meat purveyor, and... You know, it's stuff like that that really works. Not every day, but the holidays and stuff are really proven to be big. And I've done, you know, it's big box. It's 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 big box, you know, because, you know, people are looking for that. They don't have to shop. It's kind of done. The menu's planned for them. Um, but that's that's what our forte is. You know, that's what we do. So it's just a different sort of angle. Well, just two two things on on before we get off the food and we get into into other topics that I'll say about about your whatever all of your you know answers leading up to my knowledge of you there, Roz, is that uh, one is that I've gone now to you and I have have uh, uh, for folks that don't know our thing every year was we used to take we used to drive down and we used to take trips to South Carolina go play golf for four or five days and you and I probably did it I, how many how many times. 12, I mean, numerous, right? John, We've done John I think it might even be more than 12 times, really. I think it I, might I, even be more be than 12 times, right? It's been over, over 20, <laughs> 25 years that so we've been going down there. I mean, the first time yeah. we rented that little blue, uh, little green Ford Tempo, and you and I drove down with Matt playing guitar in the back seat. And then it went, then it went from there. Then it went from there. We rent the vans and all kinds of all kinds we, of adventures for sure. Then we graduated to now we fly. We you know now we we, we arrive <laughs> in Myrtle Beach. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, this I year, the experience. Yeah, well. The last two, but hold on. The last two years, before we get into that, the last two right. years, though, that I've I've gone down with you, um, you've, we, we've played with either guys that, that worked for you or colleagues at some stage of yours or coworkers or guys you met in the business or whatever. But you, you've, those guys have, have come down these last two years. And I, I think Joe's even in the it, listening probably to this thing, but it's a testament to you and all the things like you said and, and the, you know, the, 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 how you've had to adjust and how you have to, and being nice and doing the right things and, and all those things. And it's it, as much as it's ego, you know, obviously you've opened yourself to them because you become friends with them and they become friends with you. And that, like, I don't know how many, that's, that says a lot. That that right there is a that's a I don't know how many of my bosses I would ever, you know, I used to play, obviously, you know, when I did, when I did the meet thing, you know, we were, we were, we were friendly, 
we were friendly and we were friends or whatever, but that's because we, we were kind of forcing it. But I don't know how many, I, 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 I talk to him once a year, maybe if I'm lucky now, you know what I mean? Like, like, I don't, I think I don't we just needed more him. bodies. He wasn't my friend. You know? Yeah. We just <laughs> needed more. There was a span where we just needed more bodies, but this was different yeah. now that we're older. Now that we're older, now we, we, we care. It's, it's actually, we care about who we get along with and who we want to come down Listen, with. I, I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm, I become much more selective and the, like, you know, the big <laughs> golf trips. I'm, I'm, I listen, if you think that you think, Oh, you know, this, I'm whittling that list down. Anybody who's listening, <laughs> you fucking behave because the list is getting, you know, going smaller, not bigger. <laughs> hey, I at least get one more year because of last year. Listen, you're always invited because oh, yeah. I, I have yeah. I have a bevy of fat jokes that I have to use on somebody. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and the other thing, the other thing I, I, I have to say about that because I, I don't know if Joe is still in the uh, areas. He's st- he's still in the room there, but um, Joe and I had, had this uh, uh, th- this little we, joke. We affectionately, we, re- we, we affectionately refer to yeah. him as Gorilla Lip, Gorilla Lips, by the way. If you want to know. <laughs> Gorilla. I won't say that. I won't say that. But I'll had, forget it by the next had, time we go. Anyway, we 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 had a chance to to play a little bit of lotto before we met you before we flew down and uh, and we went and got some pizza together and Joe and I had had, had some good conversations and uh, and he's got his kids calling me Gorilla Lips. He says, <laughs> and everybody Joe, gets said, a nickname. Hey, we talked about Everybody we talked about that. how great you know we, obviously it all it all comes back like, you Roz you are the, the the common denominator between Joe and I at the time and, but I did say to Joe and Joe can comment in here I said you know he is that that you know more about food than than probably the next fifteen people that I know combined and you have rarely if ever steered me wrong anytime ever in any situation when it's come to food you've helped me do when i'm cooking or whatever whatever the case may be but when when you go out like if we go somewhere or we go travel or something you're the guy who eats the turkey club sandwich without the tomatoes yeah i don't want you don't, don't have this flexion i don't want you to flex your culinary muscles on me man i'm, I'm good i'm not a fucking guinea pig i'm nobody's guinea pig no thank you grilled cheese sandwich don't don't fuck me up Thank you. No. <laughs> I, Absolutely. That's fantastic. No, I'm not playing that's with your fantastic. marinara, cream sauce marinara, or whatever your fucking special a day is. No. no, no, no. No, that's me. I know it's funny you say that. I, I, yeah, no, I know I'm, that's one of those things for me. I don't, uh, yeah, I get it. I mean, and, you know, you go to certain places where you feel like you're in somebody's, uh, you know, they're, 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 yeah, you go, you go to some really great restaurant. Of course, I'm going to have a really open mind and, you know, I'm in your hands, but, uh, the regular places, you know, I don't need the, you know, especially you talk about South Carolina. I don't need, I order a BLT, give me 12 slices of fucking bacon. You know what I'm saying? I don't need 12 slices of bacon. You know what I'm saying? It's a sandwich. It's not suicide. It's not three slices, three slices of bacon. It's enough. I don't know. I think I'd go for 12 slices of bacon. <laughs> and we see that's where we have that contrasting, no contrasting uh, opinions there. Yeah, exactly. That's fantastic. <laughs> mayo on both That's sides absolutely. of the bread. Uh, yeah, well, hey, no, mayo always. No, no doubt. Absolutely. Well, they tap into Geo for that yearly blood test. I'm sure it's mayonnaise they're testing. No. <laughs> True. <laughs> so, Geo, you've been. Uh, uh, 
you've had a di- little bit different story, right? Since you took off, since you left when we, we were all living together, you left, you got married, you got a family, you got kids, you grew up. And, yeah, I'm interested and, in this because what COVID is it the fuck that, what, what, what have you been doing for the past fucking 20 years? I'm interested <laughs> in knowing this question. What is, because I can't, I, I, you keep giving me these answers, but I'm Googling these job titles and I can't even find this shit on the internet. Fuck you I think he's a spy. It's all, it's I think true, he's a man. CIA spy. I think he's a, right, well, think he's a spy. I, I met my wife at the bar that John and I worked at. Um, got pregnant immediately. Well, well yeah. Six months showed. in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember that little girl. She was about 25 years old now. 21, 22 she's years old. She's 23. I remember, I remember coming to visit you at that house over there. Your wife was, she was just, she was just so angry that you were even friends with us. Oh yeah, and we uh, and we 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 barged in there, and then you had like yeah. the nest, the whole nest, and I felt so bad, but you know I was so proud of you. At the same, yeah, but no, you know, no, God bless. I'm just, oh, I'm just yeah, kidding. No. But you no, know, you care. Let's face it, your family, you know, your choice of friends in general has never been so, uh, you know, less, it's been less I, I, savory. I guarantee, I guarantee that I'm your only friend that had friends taken away from me by my parents. Absolutely. Listen, because I can of the remember type of friends I chose. I can, I can remember days with John. I said, "John, you want let's hang out? I'll be over in a little while. Okay, we'll go here. We'll do this." And I roll up. I walk in the front door. I almost got eaten by the goddamn wolf that's guarding the front door. <laughs> and I come in there. Whatever the hell that thing was, king, fucking three hundred pounds, whatever that was. And I come down, and there's your father. Okay, you know, Johnny would slip down, try to be okay. Yeah, well, yeah. He kind of just reached for his coat. Where are you going? Yep. I said, well, I'm going to go here. You ain't going anywhere. If Rosie wants if Rosie wants to stay here and hang out, he can stay here and hang out. But you two ain't going anywhere. You're staying right where, right where you are. Yeah, that's my father that, had me on lockdown. Yeah, And it was okay if your friends hung. We could all stay. But we, yeah, weren't, yeah. Taking, we weren't removing you from that situation. And going no to way, shit. man. I was no allowed to do shit. People don't understand. My, wife, my kids, my wife, they, don't, they have no idea. I didn't no, do shit. No, no, you, you, but you know, listen, I gotta be, this is one thing. Your father and your mother, God bless them. They were family people. Oh, they they're awesome, yeah. The, they instilled a family mentality that he probably has to this day, except for yeah. your brother, Danny, who's half primate. The rest of you probably got the, got the, <laughs> the, the family mentality. Well, I mean, come on, seriously. It might be more than look that. At a pic- look, at a, look at that picture of that. Just look at that picture of that person. Right. But anyways, the rest of you, you probably you're probably probably very family oriented, oh, yeah. and because your dad wanted you to stay around and they wanted you around, that's really nice, you know. My my was I want to go so I get the fuck out of here, you know. I, you know right. I want some I want some right. quiet time. I love my parents, but a much yeah. different much different mentality. So I think that they were just really instilling the family uh, those family ethics into your into you, and it, and it makes you know. Listen, you guys are close to this day. You're still close to this day. All yeah. of you. Oh no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. I will never forget the first time that, right now, but I'll never yeah. forget the first time that I met I met uh, uh Big Mike. Mr. G Vingo. And uh we <laughs> we went to get pizza for dinner. And um we, <laughs> Yeah, remember when I met your dad? Yeah. We went yeah, to get oh, pizza yeah. for dinner. Yeah, and so hands, we went to this right? so we, yeah 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 so we went to this pizza place in, in, in Maryland in Ocean City Maryland yeah. right we went to this pizza place and uh we, we were Johnny and I are, are having a talk at the like out front of the counter of the pizza place right and uh and I turned to to, to Johnny and I'm like hey where, where where did your dad go and he said he said ah, he's probably in the back like and he, he kind of he oh, was saying it's sort of half joking but but he but yeah. he it could be true but I knew so, so, so 
He leaned his head back and he looked at me and he said, "Yeah, he's in the back right now with the dough, with the pizza dough." So we. Yeah, that was a, that, was a that, that, that's a Mike Giovingo trait right there. He was he would he had done everything. If you were walking by like a nuclear physicist's lab, yeah, he'd yeah. be rolling. Yeah, I did this. You know, I, right after high school, I spent a few months as a nuclear physicist before I went into uh, airline, being an airline pilot. He was yeah. an expert at he was a, he's an expert at everything. No, and and, and rightfully so. He somehow. Was believable, and all you know, he had people believing. So he scared you to believe in him. Yeah, I guess that's what he, just, he was. He was convincing. Yeah, that's for sure. He went back, so uh, then we yeah. got the pizza, right? We we put, <laughs> we put the pizza in the oven. We got the pizza. We took it back to Ocean Pines, and yeah. uh, we're sitting around sitting around the dinner table and had. And this is the, again, it's the first day I met him. So I got all of it, which is amazing. And and both of your fathers, so we'll get into this, are, 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 uh, were, are amazing guys. But we sit down at the dinner table. He takes one bite of the pizza and he drops the pizza on the plate from like, I don't know, maybe a foot. So it makes a little yeah. on onto the plate, you know, makes a little <laughs> and, he, and he sits back in his chair and he goes, ugh. Johnny starts laughing <laughs> and he says this is the best pizza I think we ever had and it's all because of these hands <laughs> these pizza making hands <laughs> oh my god that's so true man <laughs> that, was best. that is the oh, funniest story yeah. the funniest story that we uh, that it, it was the first night that I met the guy. He was he was amazing. He was amazing. But both of your dads, Italian American, quintessential, yeah. to, to like like. You want to talk about cynical? Oh my head. goodness! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And I love him. Yeah. I love him because yeah, of yeah. Now, now, now they're just now they're just angry. They're just angry. Always, yeah, anything. I think my dad's losing it to be honest. A- a- with you. Anything, anything makes him angry. I have what you do today. I brought the fucking groceries in in the fucking car. Fifty-five trips, fucking groceries. That is the fucking. It's a, you just went grocery shopping. Have, take a breath. You know how do I plug this fucking iPad in? I the fucking iPad. I don't know. This, it's just, you know. It's the same shit. It is. I mean, it's what we do now. We just we just try to just keep keep them calm. Keep them That's calm. That's so funny, man. Everything. Everything. Get every everybody. Getting my father. His phone broke. I had to fix it from in Pennsylvania from Hampton Bay's. The phone wasn't working, so I called him on FaceTime and on the cell phone or shit. I'm really worked up. I'm really worked up. I don't. I don't. I like having a not, not having a, a home phone. So, but Dad, I'm on fucking FaceTime with you, and you have a cell phone. You're not disconnected from the planet Earth. You're you're right here. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. You know what I mean? It's just it's, 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 talk about being disconnected, but it is all funny, and that's the way. I guess that's where we're all gonna end up is. Angry and confused. It's not going to be us, right? Angry and confused. If we make, I'm there now, guys, and I get accused of it often. (laughs) Well, you got them. You got them all out of the. You're you're not like John and I. You got them all out of the nest now. They're like, you know, just stopping by to say hi and shit. John and I, we made this. We made this brilliant decision to think that we were going to be parents as partially fucking partial senior citizens. So I'm 48 years old. I've got six year old, four year old. I can barely, I can barely, you know, carry the fucking toys and the and the umbrellas down the beach to where we're gonna sit without being out of breath. Yeah, and I got a I six year old, a four year old hit hit me in the head with the frisbee, saying, "Play with yeah. me." So, uh, you know, you got it a little better off than oh, we do right now. Yep, so. I do. <laughs> yeah, I have a two year old. He'll be two. <laughs> yeah, more wise. Listen, I can only. 
I can only say this because I'm in the same boat as you, but it's a w- fucking wise decision, Ramal. Brilliant. You know. Oh, oh. Hi, look. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we're, like, we're having fun, man. Is this a, fun. Listen, no, no listen. I know. I know every, everybody, everybody's going to give me. I know. I get it. I, but I got a bitch because this is my moment with the bitch. And let me tell you, it's not easy. It's tough. It's a fucking challenge. Yep. And I attribute it to like this. Some people say like, ah, you know, kids, kids are having nothing. Ah, I love them. They're great. They're fucking super. I get that. I'm with you. I mean, I love my kids. I wouldn't change a thing. But it's like, you know, somebody dies and they're, they were an addict or they were old or they were sick. And, you know, you say like, well, they're better off. You know, they're just they're better off. And, you know, they're not really fucking better off, are they? No, they're not. You know? They're dead. You're just kind of saying this they're shit dead. to make yourself feel better. You know what I mean? Like, well, they're yeah, in a better, they're in, they're in a better place. Yeah, well, you don't have to go over there and fucking, you know, pick them up off the floor three times a week anymore. That's right. the only, you know, you're in a better place. You're better off. So sometimes yeah. it can be a little bit selfish. You can be a little selfish yeah. in, in what you say. Like, yeah, yeah my fucking kids, they're, they're make me crazy, but I love them. I love them. They're, they're the best. That's, you know, being married the same for 20 years with my wife. Now, I mean, you know, I don't know how many married, how many years, but to 20 years, at least to so far. I don't know how right. many more years till parole, but, uh, you know, it's the same thing, you know, but I'm very, she makes me very happy. I'm yeah. very happy. And everything's what's the best. Being married was the greatest oh, thing, you know? No, I'm just kidding. Super stuff. All kidding aside. Totally, all kidding aside. Everything. No, I've been really super blessed. Super blessed to be here. Thanks for having me. Dude, I totally, totally get it, man. Like, I, I go through moments of complete and utter anger like i sit i I now work literally i'm sitting right now at my work desk which is also my dining room table which is you know six feet from my my dishwasher my sink and my stove and that's been me for the last year like work cook for the family you know clean up the work pick up the work get ready for the work the next day and i have a super comfortable desk chair so i don't even leave it i'm just like it's super comfortable but i go through these fits of rage and anger with my kids so do i Sometimes, sometimes I wonder if like, the right people are listening. You know what I find, you guys. I'm, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. So sometimes I wonder, man, if I hit her hard enough, am I going to hurt her really bad? Am I going to kill her? <laughs> or like, then, how far I away am I? How far am I? How far away am I going to be able to get before she comes too? That's really the question you have. Am I going to at least be able to get the get the key in the ignition before she comes out the front door to kill me? No, I know. It's, I'm, I'm serious. Listen, you guys were talking about coffee last week. I can tell you the the coffee right. thing was very interesting, and I find that all this quarantine stuff and everything that's going on, you know, the listen. I think you know, like, oh, I like this fine Colombian coffee, and I, that's so interesting to me. It really was, and I, 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 I'm not a big coffee drinker either, but I thought the conversation was interesting, but. You know, for me, now what helps me get through my day with all this frustration, yeah. uh, you know, is a quarantine coffee, more or less. You know, and I don't know if you, guys, you ever hear of quarantine coffee or no. so much. No. no. Well, it's kind of like no. it's kind of like it's kind of like regular coffee, but it has a martini in it. You know what I'm <laughs> okay. saying? Yeah. And, then, and, and, and then but then and then no, absolutely no coffee. Right. But, you know, it's cover. It's like, oh, I'm having a cup of coffee. Oh, well, yeah, it's eight o'clock in the morning. I have quarantine coffee. So it doesn't, yeah. you can't tell somebody. What are you doing? I'm, 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 I'm having I'm having six you know I'm having six ounces of fucking vodka at, at nine o'clock yeah. in the morning. But yeah. it's cover. I'm just a quarantine coffee. Right. I had one tonight. It was delicious. I put a whole salad in there now. Olives and beans and whatever's yes. in the fucking fridge. I dump all that shit in there. It's delicious. <laughs> awesome. He's pulling out broccoli rob and throwing it in there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's another little broccoli rob. Hey, a little broccoli rob in there. Yeah, you like it, the broccoli rob. 
Is that a slice of prosciutto in your your martini? Yeah, (laughs) a slice of prosciutto, motherfucker. It's a hungry man's martini. Uh, (laughs) Let me tell you, they did it with the Bloody Mary. Why don't you blow up the fucking martini, too? It has nothing to do with the martini. Oh, it's a martini. There's absolutely no vermouth in this motherfucker. This is just a vodka in a martini glass with all kinds of – just, it's, you know, you know how it is. It's a legal drug. Uh, that's all it is. Yep. We don't we don't want to get in any trouble just to, uh for your knowledge there, Roz, that because Giovingo's uh video cast is called Apple Teenies. Yeah, <laughs> so, but I can't so think I mean drinking. I can't think listen, you know what I think of when I hear that title? It's not what you know, like the the, the, the what is it? You talk about false advertising. Like I'm thinking, you know, here's this thing and then you get an Apple Teeny in Giovingo's hand. That's like <laughs> I think that's the best I mean? part about it. I, yeah, you know, I, you know, no, no, I, I you know, I'm not, I'm simply saying this is like, you know, he's gonna catch you off guard if you're not ready for that. You know what I mean? What do you mean? It's like this, this, this just massive head, like a fucking pumpkin, holding this tiny little girly ass drink, uh, apple okay. teeny. Well, you know. So the thing is, I make them when I when I'm on the show. Are I you gonna wait? Are you gonna make excuses for this fucking no, title no, no. now for me? I just no, not at all. I think it's a great title, <laughs> but I make them strong and I get fucking shit faced. And I drive my truck from his house back to mine, which is only around the block. So, they're, they're, Not, I mean, why don't you walk? Because <laughs> it's only around the block. <laughs> they, don't, they don't walk around the block. That's like freaking no. It's only around walking. the block. The only walk the Giovingos make is from the couch to the fucking fridge. All right. <laughs> That is the funniest because it's only a block. <laughs> it's only around the block. My wife, my, I'll get home, stumble into the bedroom. My wife's like, "Why didn't you call me?" I was like, "Because it's only around the block." Oh god, that's great. That's fantastic. That's, that's fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> well, look. Oh man, we, I gotta tell you, we, we, actually, it, this, this always happens. But uh, um, uh, Roz, you came to me with a few few. To talk about a few topics, so we want to not try to fly through them because we got all the time in the world, but you know, not to take this thing for two hours or whatever. But you you said you wanted to to do something and and discuss things you hate, right? That's what. Yeah, listen, doesn't everybody have something to hate? This, yeah, this is it, and I'm just I want to I want to eat up all your time because I know. Listen, this is I'm just I'm just a guest, but I I, this is something that just happened to me recently, and I'm thinking like, don't you fucking hate like you know? Listen, you guys can before you keep. Before you keep going, you guys are welcome on every week, man. <laughs> like, cool. Oh well, I, this is an open this. invitation. We yeah. figured, we figured this. this yeah, no, no, I figured this out. So, yeah. So, real anyways, quick, this is. Hold real quick. Back to the Apple Teenies. We have a segment called "What Chaps Our Ass." This is exactly this, Mike. So go ahead. All right. Yeah. Exactly. Go. See, yeah. this is this is. So listen, and you know, this is one specific thing, and I just one of those things. That this week, this shit happened to me when John said, "Oh, come on and be a part of this." I was so excited. I have no idea why I would be a guest, but. Um, you know, I, especially when I have to actually be myself, but I did, I forced myself to be myself. And this is one of these things I, I came across this week. So anyways, I'm, uh, you know, doing my errands for the week last week, two weeks ago, whatever it was. And I, this is one of those things that you just hate. So I walk into the bank and there's this really nice girl at the bank and she's very sweet. She knows your name. You know, those places you go and people know your name. It's, it's great. So I deposit my check or whatever I'm doing. I give her the check for deposit. She looks at me. And she's staring at me, and it gets a little – she's a brief but uncomfortable stare. She goes, hmm. So I don't know if you – well, for those of you that know me, that's enough for me. That's all. That's just yep. my inv- – so I go, hmm, <laughs> just like this, hmm, what? Just like that. She goes, you know, you look exactly like the bank manager here. And I said to myself right then and there, don't you hate things that you hate. I said, yeah. don't you fucking hate when people say, hi, oh, you look like so-and-so. You look just like this guy. 
And it's one of those yeah, you talk about horses ass. Whatever. So I go, okay, great. I said, cool, you who? Oh, you look just like the bank manager. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I've never seen the fucking bank. I've been here for years. Never seen the bank manager. So I just egg it on. Okay, I'm going to egg it on. So really, where, where is he or she? Where's the bank manager? Oh, he's right over here. Want to, want to, you know, just look, look. It's, she's making a big deal out of it. So um, I wait. She goes in the back, out of the bank. Out of the back comes the bank manager. And wouldn't you know that this person comes out of the back? This person has got to be the ugliest most horrifically <laughs> ugly person in the whole world with this, like, again, this just this horrible face and this just terrible bumpy body. It was so insulting. I was so, I, I was so crushed. Like, this just, I was like, I looked at this lady, why the fuck would you be so mean to me, you know? So, so I just suck it up. Oh, yeah, I see the resemblance, you know, whatever, you know, yeah. it's hor- horrible. I'm like, you know, I, I'm like tearing up and shit. And I finished my fucking transaction which was much more than i banked for pardon the pun uh and i get in the car and i go home and whatever i'm thinking about it to myself i let it go it left you to left my mind you move on so i get up the next day and something was broken in the house a doorknob or something i needed a couple screws specific screws so i took the broken screw down to the hardware store and i walk in the hardware store i get this guy really helpful he gets me the screw i found this really it's a weird thing you know like a doorknob screw whatever so I get online. I'm waiting online. I get up to the line. I put this one screw down. It's got to be a nickel, you know? So down goes the screw. The transaction begins. And all of a sudden, you know, she just looks up, looks down, and then looks up at me and stares again. So again, you know, I'm just looking. And I go, wouldn't you know it? What comes out of her mouth? Hmm. Huh. Okay. Well, here we go again. Hmm. What? And she says, man, I, you look really familiar to me. I don't know where from what. I said, well, I've lived in Hampton Bay's 48 years. No, 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 that's not it. That's not it. And she's looking, she goes, she goes like this. She goes, you work at the bank, don't you? <laughs> yes, I do. So things I hate, I don't even want to hear I look like somebody ever again. So I don't look like that person at the bank either. I gotta tell you. Right. Just like that. So that happened. That happened. That actually happened. That's awesome. Um, that yeah. is fantastic, yeah, Gio. What do you got? You got anything that you're, you're, you're pissed off? Uh, I have hundreds week? of things I hate. Um, <laughs> what's one? I hate. Jeez, uh, I hate getting my dick caught in my zipper. Happens. Happens. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> yes. Totally came to my mind. I'm sorry, fellas. <laughs> All right. Well. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Well, listen. I got something else. I want to ask you this. I got a couple other things that I wanted to just share. What about we have things that we yeah, hate? Yeah. Now, maybe you should maybe you should try this on your show too. Just things that you believe in, John. Things I believe in. Very yeah. Good. yeah. What, yep. Give me give me one thing that you believe in. Um. Shit, I don't, I don't believe in anything, really. All right, well, we'll you think about it, I'll get back to you. I'm going to tell you a couple right. things that I believe in. First thing that I believe in is this. I believe in a lot of gin and a little tonic. Okay. Because it, make, because it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it does. Second of all, I believe that, I know it's going to sound crazy, but I wrote some stuff down because I put some thought into this. For me, using a gas station bathroom is a last resort. Yeah. That is something I believe in, all right? Yeah. Now, this one, again, here's another one. I believe that yoga for I believe that yoga for women over 40 is pointless. Do you know why? Because because 
Let me tell you why I believe in this. Because they don't make a yoga stretch for your face. Ah, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? You yeah, ever see those? Man. You ever see those women? They're mint. They got these bodies, and then they turn around, and the face don't miss the head. The face don't match the body. Yeah, they got like, that resting like, bitch face. Well, no, 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 it's like a fucking komodo dragon on a on a beautiful woman's face. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. smoke smoking Joe yeah. Frazier on a supermodel face. You know? So there's another something I believe. I believe that too. No, I do. Is that something That's I believe? awesome. I believe. I believe in brown liquor in in, in appropriate quantities. Oh, I like my, I like the brown liquor. And last, <laughs> last, and, for, and first, and first and foremost, I believe in the Star Spangled Banner. God bless America. No, so, no, do no. I. <laughs> so do I. So do I. That's you fantastic. That. Thank you for that. And a, and a great, the bridge that we named our band that. after is named after the guy who wrote the song. So there's my connection to that. Good old Francis Scott. Francis Scott yeah. Key. Here's the Francis Scott Key. Yeah. Just so. <laughs> How about, how about I believe in this technology that's bringing us together? How about this that? Is, this is high tech. Let me tell you, this is like, right? let me tell you, this is, yeah, as, man, this, is a, as high, this is as high tech as one of them wristwatches with the calculator on it. That's what yeah. it is. Right, yeah. right in the wheel. Well, yeah, look, I, I'm just glad that uh, I'm just glad to get you on. And, and like I said, the uh, the uh, the invitation is open, man. If you fellas want to, we want to turn this into whatever. You're welcome if you can make it on. Oh yeah. Keep, Listen, I got I, I've got a, I've got so many Ireland stories that I still want to tell. I you didn't even I I need to come back because I have to have the opportunity to insult at least seventy five percent of your Irish listeners. <laughs> so I hope I can come back. I've got some good stories, and I hope you're ready for me. I hope more than eight next week. Tell all your friends over there. It's uh, they they don't have much else to do, so maybe the full lot of them would like to listen in. <laughs> listen, we'll get we'll, we'll we'll get them all on, and we get we got even last week's had about uh, I don't know about fifteen downloads after the fact. So we're, and after next week, That's we'll be cool. back on. We'll be on Spotify. Yeah, I'll start. I'll, we'll start blasting stuff self out on social media. I want to make sure we get it right because, like you said, you know, I mean, the, the, that was the funny part about getting you on, Russ. To uh, is that you be, uh, <laughs> you're the one. Who, you know, I don't. I don't understand how this works. I don't understand how this works. I don't understand how this works. Hey, you guys hear that? Damn Bajingo podcast. It's so amazing. That guy's amazing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm also I, I, How do you listen to his podcast? Well, look, I got the parlor app downloaded and I'm on I've parlor. listened. I've, I, I found. I click on, I click on listen, to his app from there, the Damn listen, Bajingo app. You got to gotta play app. dumb. You got to play dumb and let other people do the work, John. Yes, you do. That's, how, that's what it's about. You just I play know. dumb. Nah, look. I don't have any idea what's going on. What the fuck is. What, the, what is a podcast? And you do all the work and I show up and. I can enjoy myself at your expense, you know. Well, Gio, next time we'll make sure that we we prepare you a little bit more so when you come on, so you can uh, you can add into the call. But uh, all right. uh, just so you you have more preparation. But you're welcome on. Like I said, I don't I don't want to take away awesome. from uh, from Apple Teenies, and maybe we can do a crossover episode or something one night where that would be badass. We have the Apple right. TVs guys on. I mean, you guys are interviewing movie stars and shit over there. Uh, Listen, but, I'll be, uh, I'll be, I'll be, I'll, I'll be here with bells. If you'll have me, I'll be here with bells. I enjoyed this very much. Yeah, me too. Awesome. And very, actually, uh, very civilized. You you made it very. Your part, your portion was extremely civilized. <laughs> well, look. Well, uh, next week, next week, uh, I'm gonna have. Listen, on, stick around uh, next week for Irish stories. Stick around for Irish stories, a, right? Yeah. I got Irish, Irish stories. stories. Next week, next week's guest is Kevin McNamara speaking of Irish. <laughs> listen, listen, we're gonna topic, have Irish the, stories. The next next week's topic is false Irish modesty. Okay, if that doesn't get you all to listen in, a little bit, a little bit pissed off and ready to argue with me, 
Good. There's a, there's a good little catalyst for you, all right? It's real easy for Mike to get people to argue with him. Next week, False Irish Modesty on Hit the Lotto Podcast. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I'm gonna, we're going to have a, a, a friend of mine on, uh, an Irish fellow who actually moved to uh, – I met him through American football. Um, he, he moved to Boston – Shit, I don't know, maybe five years ago, four or five years ago, he works for the, uh, I think he works for the um, Marie Keating Cancer Research or Elizabeth Keating Cancer Research Fund. Anyway, he, he's a, he's a, uh, he is a cancer researcher and uh, he's coming on God next week to, uh, to, to talk to us about, about the, the truth about vaccines and COVIDs and all that shit. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and we'll, we'll make sure that we get, so if you have any questions for him, you know, get him in and then we're going to talk about ireland and <laughs> false modesty in ireland i love it i absolutely love it <laughs> guys thanks a million for for coming on the show i hope those guys had fun out there listening i know we only had a few but we'll have some downloads and we make this thing bigger and uh but you know turn it into something and i you have no idea how much this motivates me just having having you two guys on and i appreciate both of you coming on mike and, and johnny thanks a million for coming on Oh, it was nice. I really enjoyed it, man. It was nice to hear you from you. It was nice yeah. to hear from you. And anytime I can sit back and listen to the insightful input of Giovingo, it's it's a you know momentous momentous <laughs> what, experience for me. So scary is I look I'm forward the that smartest again. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's no, no, I know. Scary, you're the, the you're, you're definitely <laughs> the genius of the family. That's for sure. That's right. <laughs> that's the topic of that'll be the topic too we're gonna we're gonna actually go through the 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 Giovingo family tree we're gonna nature, do a nature or nurture nature or nurture well, how, how far how far does the apple fall from the tree it's like evolution my sister's like Cro-Magnon then Joey and then Michael then me and then it fell right back off again for Dan but the, but it goes right off back off the cliff back into re- the recesses right back into that like missing link gene right. with your brother no I know right. that, that exactly. oh my god okay, okay. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I saw a picture. Of your, I know you gotta go, but I saw a picture of your younger brother. I don't, I cannot even recognize who that person is. Damn, what, what really? he, he looks like. What did he do? Go to get plastic surgery and tell the doctor he wanted to look like Marlon Brando or something? He looks he, well. He had to lose a lot of weight. He had a little heart issue, but he had to lose a bit of weight. So, He's oh, and I, a bit. you you turn you turn my insult. You bring that. You bring serious shit into there. So I'm well, just gonna. I mean, I'm he's gonna, he's, all, he's fine. He's totally good. Good, good, good. Yeah, he's totally good. good, good. good. But he had to lose weight. He was up to 330 pounds. I mean, he was a big human being. Get out of here. 330 pounds? Yeah. Wow. He was a large that. human being. Uh, yeah, well. yeah, we could talk about that, too. I know lots about that as well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Wrap it up. Wrap well. it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap All right, folks. John, thanks for, thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, man. Thanks. Me, too. Thanks Good talking, to Mike. You guys, and let's, let's turn this into something. I, I really think that there's yeah, something yeah. to it. I think oh, well, I'll be back. The, yeah. I just, I'll be back. I just, I just, I just play the 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 conductor and then you guys the moderator. Think this is the hey, listen, we've been Betty, working our Betty whole Boop. lives for Bet, this. Betty Boop, it was nice to meet you. I've, I've all the years I've known John, it's not finally nice to meet you. Yep, Very, same qu- here. Quite sincerely, it's it's same a pleasure. Here, look, yep. look forward to seeing you back here next week. Take care. Bye, guys. All right, folks. Much appreciated. See you, Mike. We'll see you soon. Be well, Johnny. You too. All right, guys. We'll see you. Love you guys. Love you too, brother. <laughs>